The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Are you ready for a break? Uh, Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Wednesday, July 27th, 2022, season 18, episode number 14. Welcome to... The latest edition and the first edition from training camp of DallasCowboys.com Radio's Cowboys Break. It is presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, we're very excited to be out here in Oxnard, California. you got my normal crew, Nick and Amber. We did drop one person that is no longer with us, Mr. David Hellman. But we've added a name that a lot of you guys are very familiar with. Mr. Brian Broaddus is back on the break Live here with us throughout training camp and throughout the season, you are the new member of DallasCowboys.com, Cowboys Break. Yeah, you can't get rid of LSU guys. You know, <laughs> no, you move no, on no. from helm and you got to put another LSU guy in there. But you guys, like I was telling you guys, I'm like gum on your shoe. You're gonna, you know, I'm kind of like there. You always notice it's there, and you're just like, man, I guess I'd get rid of this gum. But it, it's great to be with everybody again. Yeah, I nice. mean, when, when you guys came forward you know, and, and asked to be a part of this, my immediate answer to you is, yeah, tell me when we start. Tell us when, how we're going to do this and all that. And I, the break, DallasCowboys.com is such a great part of my life. And I just am so excited to be back here with you guys, battling with those two over there. I know there's going to be some battles. I know there's going to be some battles with you. But, yeah, this should be a lot of fun this year. Yeah, Not with me, though. I'll or, battle with you. Side. I'll battle with you. Oh, man. I'll battle. You, you're a good battler. You're a good battle. Yeah, absolutely. First thing he said when he saw me was like, you're ready to, to, to start this thing? Like, he's ready to fight today and go at it. But yeah, we're he's, very, very he's happy spicy to have today. you back. Yeah. Brian, tell, for, for those that, that haven't been following along, yeah. what have you been doing in this time that you haven't been on the break? Well, I've, uh, you know, I, I moved over. I left from DallasCowboys.com and then went to 105.3 The Fan yep. and uh, have a show over there, uh, the G-Bag Nation, 2 to 7, Monday through Friday. Uh, doing a lot of podcast work now, doing a lot of uh, uh, various things, a Cowboys pre- and post-game show. I miss you guys for that, too. But we do it on the radio side. But, yeah, it, it, you know, the radio has been really, really good for me. It's, it's, it, it's allowed me to kind of open up and do some things. I, not only the Cowboys stuff, even though we're the official station of the Cowboys, the Rangers, the Stars, the Mavericks and stuff. So it's kind of made me watch a lot of different sports and pay attention. But, my first love is right here with uh, what we're about to talk about. Yeah, I love I love having you back on the show because it does give us an opportunity to have some really good conversation. Nothing against Dave. We had some great conversations. Oh, yeah, Dave Dave's good. As well. Dave's good. Uh, but it is good to have you back. Thank you. And I did tell you, you mentioned LSU. Just so you all know, his son's now at Texas. Yeah. So. He's kind of got split loyalties at this point. We'll be rooting for us uh, for the same we team. Will. When your money goes to a school, you yeah. are you pull, officially you a fan. That, you pull for that so, uh, so we'll both be doing some Texas there you loving go. this year. Um, let's, let's get into a little training camp talk. It is day one. Uh, Nick, lay out for us the schedule for today. What are the players expected to do here today? What are fans? What can fans take part in today that, that, uh, that's going to be out here in Oxnard? I don't know the schedule. <laughs> I just know we're here at, at nine o'clock. No, nothing uh, has changed, Brian. Nothing no. has changed. You can see, nothing has changed. I just feel like I got morphed back into that uh, time period. There. Yeah, <laughs> right. it's they're, good to have you. They're going yeah. to be on the field today. <laughs> Are they going to be hitting? No, they're not. No, they're and, not going to be hitting. You might yeah. see some weird looking helmets up there. Getting used to that. That that's that's what they're. Um, I don't think they have to do that every day, but when they do, uh, you know. Uh, the padded helmets class, you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I don't even know what they're called. The guardian caps, I think that's what they're Something called. Something like that. Sounds and, good. Yeah, Let's go you've with seen it. them. You've seen it around. Uh, in, in, you know, they they don't they don't look like normal football, but it is supposed to cut down on any kind of uh, concussions at practice. But as far as today goes, I think the next couple of days are going to just be some light. Um, you know, walkthroughs, get back on the field, get their feet under them again. And then I think the first padded practice, honestly, is Friday. Dare, yeah, Brian. yeah, I think it was here in the schedule maybe April, uh, April, August 1st. Yeah, so maybe that was, was a Monday. Week, so yeah, we're going to oh. well. We're talking about ramping up. <laughs> All right, See, there's a reason why you brought yeah, me back. I, I, yeah, yeah. There we go. I thought, I, I thought it was three days and then we're going on Friday. <laughs> no, they changed it up. It's, it's actually, I think for the rest of this week, it's going to be, uh, it's not going to be contact. It won't be padded. Um, I think that they have practice, obviously, today tomorrow, Friday, Saturday, 
Uh, Saturday, I think, is a lighter practice, yeah. though. But then There's Sunday, game situation yeah. and things. then Monday is when it all yeah, starts up for real. I know, the players, I know the players going on pop. I know that. Yeah. I know that, well, that, that that's happening good, right, right yeah. now as we yeah. speak. Michael Gallup is going to be on pop there. But um, that, that's okay. But, you know, I tell you that what's interesting is Jabril Cox is not. Yeah. That's not a good thing. That is, that, good that is a good thing yeah. for him to get started on there. A couple other young guys, receivers, Demario Drummond. Uh, Hansford, the linebacker, I'm missing another wide receiver. Not a big. Let's see, who's my other receiver that's going on? Um, uh, I don't. I guess it's not not on here. But um, it's an old one. yeah. Oh, okay. Um, but but Gallup, the Gallup's the big Gallup one. Gallup, yeah. Demario. Um, Drummond, that's not surprising though with Gallup. Mosley, the other cornerback, Quandre Mosley, and then yeah. uh, and Hansford, but then but. And then on NFI is Damone Clark, which was to be expected. Yeah. He's going to be on there probably for most of the year. Yeah, I tell you what, when we were uh, watching the OTA practices, the mini camps and stuff, I know from my perspective down there, watching Gallup, watching Cox and those guys work, it was it was very encouraging. You know, and talking to the medical staff too about it, I'm like, listen, what's the plan for Gallup? It's like, listen, we're trying to keep him off the pup list. We're trying to – it's now four games. It used to be six. Boy, that was hard when you had a guy miss six games. So if they could keep him off, maybe to keep him on the 53, when we get down to the final cuts we talked yeah. at, you'll see. The timetable, I think, is going to be really, really close on that. But, man, the progress that he was making, just from the former scout's eyes of watching a guy work, it was like he was getting ready to run the 55 meters. I mean, bouncing around, you know, moving yeah. around. Agility was good. Cox looked really good with the agility that he had. So encouraged by him and hopeful, very hopeful about Gallup from the medical staff. Yeah, and just to clarify, so fans, because all these lists are a little different, you cannot put a player on pop unless you put him on there right now to start the season, right. to start training camp. So he could co- he could get off of there in a week, two yeah, weeks, whatever. Right. But you can't go on there and have that protection of that four games right. into, unless you put him on today. And right. so that that's why that, that's happening. But I think the Cowboys are still hopeful that he still will play in that yeah. first pre, uh, regular season game. I was going to ask Nick, though, is you know, with the way the practice, you need to write. I could write a practice report Go about ahead. this. But you know the I mean? problem the is, better is question we is don't have Dave, Dave to read yeah. it. So. Yeah. That's a problem. <laughs> that's a better question. <laughs> yeah. I we, we, can make can a, we can make a practice report sound really good, no, can't can, we? We can, can write it. I don't know who's going to edit it. That's the issue. That would be a huge issue. That would be a huge issue. You know what? If you just start seeing headlines that say DallasCowboys.com report mm-hmm. maybe yeah <laughs> maybe <laughs> there we go yeah. we might we might dab back into that one yeah. time or two yeah we actually uh there will be an announcement uh next week we're going to be having a new person join our team we'll talk about go. that a little bit more next week though uh you guys stay tuned for that we'll have some more information i know we got lots of surprises these days real quick before we take our first break too i also wanted to uh, take a little time to give you guys an idea of some content that will be coming up throughout training camp one big thing that's going to be happening and it's something you guys all love uh, is Training Camp Live. Uh, we will be doing Training Camp Live throughout Training Camp. Uh, it will be uh, basically a video where uh, you'll be able to look at parts of practice. We'll have some of our guys, some of our analysts on air that will be talking about it, uh, giving you an insight on, on different players that we're watching, um, and you'll get to see some of the things that are happening here at practice. So it gives you guys that are not here at Oxnard the opportunity to see a little bit of practice, uh, see a little bit of the guys training, and, uh, and kind of get your own opinions on what you're seeing. Yeah, a, a lot of the... Uh the great things about what DallasCowboys.com does as far as covering training camp, training camp live to me, that was so much fun to be yeah. a part of. And I'm glad you guys are continuing yeah. on with that. That just gives those fans that opportunity. When you're not here, you're kind of wondering, you're following Twitter and you're kind of just, okay, what's happening? But then when you actually see the video, you know, of a catch, a, def- a pass defense, a blitz, you know, those are the kinds of things I think that the fans really, really appreciate about DallasCowboys.com. Yeah, and it helps now Sean Payton's not coaching. Yeah. So uh, so that helps us. That's a that's that a, yeah, us. that's – Training Camp Live <laughs> went from award-winning to, like, we can't do this anymore. <laughs> yeah, you guys don't know. We were too good at it. Tell that story. Like, that's actually a pretty funny story. I'll Tell try and story. do it quick. I know yeah. we're probably up on a break. But the Sean Payton was uh, friends of mine, and, and he's, he's sitting in New Orleans, and he was telling me, he's like – Hey, listen, man, you do this thing, this training camp live. I, I, it goes, it's tremendous. I sit down, I, I have my lunch, and I'm watching you, like, film one-on-one practices. And he goes, I'm getting a great evaluation of what you guys are doing. <laughs> and when I heard that, I immediately went to Derek and Nick, and I said, guys, uh, we got a little bit of an issue yeah. here. <laughs> I go, the head say. coach of New Orleans Saints is loving our content right now. Yeah. So uh, we might need to kind of uh, change a little bit. So if you want to blame somebody for why it changed a little bit, <laughs> don't blame these folks. 
blame Sean Payton. Yeah, now, now, now. Needless to say, we've kind of changed it up a little bit. A little tighter, a little tighter coverage. A little tighter, a little tighter shot there. Speaking so we don't of give Sean away too much. Payton, no, I'm <laughs> when, when do you want to get into that? Nah, I'm, good. I'm good right now. We, we got time. Guest sometime. We got time. Um, real quick, one other thing I wanted to mention for you guys. There's a new feature on our app. If you haven't had an opportunity to update the app, go update the app. There's a really cool feature that we've added called Cowboy Stories. Uh, what it does is very similar to in Instagram stories, Facebook stories. It's that kind of feel where our writers, our, uh, our on-air talent, uh, they will be creating content for you guys. It's like these just quick hits, different things they'll notice at practice, and really different things that they want to show you as we travel with the team. We go with the team everywhere they go. We are always around. So it's like kind of giving you guys an opportunity to go behind the scenes, hear what our writers are thinking about the team, see the sights and sounds of what's happening around the team, uh, and do it in these quick little hits. Uh, you'll see it right there on the homepage of the app. When you go in right there at the top, you'll see the Cowboy Stories. Uh, so make sure you go check that out. But you have to update your app if you haven't already uh, in order to see it. But make sure you check that out. Uh, some really great content that Nick and his team are putting together. Yeah, it's a blessing and a curse being around that team the whole time. It absolutely <laughs> is. There's sometimes it's good. You created that. There are other, there are other times that. not so good. But, <laughs> but, yeah, but, yeah, we'll have some fun with it. Uh, I know we put out a few yesterday. So some good stuff that Nick and his team started putting out yesterday. So it'll be really, really good. All right, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we're going to get into this opening presser uh, yesterday that Jerry and Mike McCarthy and Steve. Stephen Jones had. Uh, there were lots of things that came out of that. We'll get some opinions from these guys on what they thought of some of those comments. We'll let one come right back. DallasCowboys.com radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. The Cowboys way. Where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing. The star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Little sweet! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Back to the break. All right, whether you're watching from home or cheering in the stands, Essler Lenses is the place to see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local Essler experts and find a perfect Essler lens for you. See more, do more. Essler. Welcome back. It is the second segment of The Break Live from – we're not at the SWBC Mortgage Studios. We're, we're in Oxnard, California. Cowboys training camp. We'll be it's back in, our, in there. <laughs> yeah, we'll be back there. We'll be back there. Uh, I don't know what's August 22nd, I think it is. Uh, but right now we got training camp out here in Oxnard. Uh, we've got our normal crew, Nick Eagman, Amber Garcia. We've got our newest members, uh, newest member, Brian Broaddus, uh, joining us here on the break. Let's talk about the opening press conference from yesterday. There were uh, lots Ooh, of different things. Hey. 
Yeah, there were lots of different things that they got into yesterday. Let's start first with this quote that I think this was probably the biggest headline that came out of the presser uh, where Jerry was talking about Mike McCarthy. His quote was, he wouldn't be sitting here today if I didn't think he was the man to lead this team to the Super Bowl. McCarthy also had a quote, uh, I'm going to focus on football. My question for you guys is, how much, how much do you, you think? Forgot, you forgot like three words that Jerry what? said. I have choices. Yeah, he did I say that. He said, I have choices, and I thought that was really Why? important. Well, because he basically he's saying, I mean, th- just like we said before, Sean Payton, yeah. Dan Quinn, other guys. I mean, he, he's alluding to that, but, I mean, I thought that was interesting. But, but honestly, like, of course Jerry's going to say that. But, but then he got pressed on, oh, well, then did you give him a contract extension? Uh, no, I didn't. Well, then what are we talking about here? Because you know you can change your mind, and you know you might have already changed it. Well, Jerry's already always said, I have the right to change my mind. And I will. Yeah, exactly. So, I, I, yeah, it's interesting. He's sitting there. Mike McCarthy's there. That's, that, that's so awkward. Like, that whole part of it, like, you're literally asking question about someone's job to their boss yeah. that's sitting right next to you, and yeah. you have to stay quiet and just listen to this mm. whole thing. Poor guy. I felt bad. And, and you know, and some of the things that Jerry did say, it's just like, what else can you really say? Yeah. Like you don't, you can't say anything else, and you have to believe that at this point. You have to go all in, and he's all in with him at this point. So, but as a fan and people that cover the team, and you're watching and listening, you're like, okay, um, are, do you guys all watch the same thing that we watch? You know, like there, there are a lot of concerns still around this whole team and the whole belief that they are in a better place right now. That's I don't know if I believe that at this point, but I will say I have seen Mike McCarthy do some really good things with the team and some changes that he's made that we, me at least, have never seen when Jason Garrett was here. There are positive things and things that are positive for the players. Like what? For example, and, and we're working on a documentary right now uh, that it's, I don't know if I can say the subject. Can I? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Okay, it's about mental health. Yep. So one of the very, very, and I'm, I'm, I deal with mental health stuff, so I know and I understand the situation. So certain breaks that Mike McCarthy has given these players, and I'm not saying anybody listening to this, don't be thinking, oh, well, that's why they get breaks and they're not out there working. <laughs> no, absolutely not. They work and they work hard. But certain times that they do need a little mental break, the, the things that the team has been providing the players in today's world where you see how social media is, you see how heavy certain situations can affect a player and their mental health. Those things, Mike McCarthy, since he got here, has been providing the, the players that are positive things. And I know people listening want to care about the work on the field and all that, and, and fine. But I'm saying that not everything's bad. And, and yes, there are some things that he needs to fix, and he needs to fix pretty quickly because his job is on the line this year. Yeah. But um, he... Uh, you got to go all in at this point, but um, it's it's hard to believe that whole mentality right now when you look and evaluate and analyze what the team really is yeah. looking like right now. I mean, those are all good things, and at the end of the day, I, I love coaches that coach the, the person rather than just coach the player. But at the end of the day, let's be clear, this is a results-oriented business, and he's going to be judged by wins and losses. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure fans out there listening, they're probably the same way. They're like, yeah, those things are great, and if they can – if you can do that in the context of figuring out how to win, that's all better. But at the end of the day, he's going to be judged by wins and losses, and he knows that. Mike knows that. Like, every coach knows that. That's a part of the, the gig. Wins and losses matter. Ultimately, he's got to win, and he's got to win big here in Dallas if he wants to keep his job because that's just the way yeah. that it works. I think AG's onto something, though. When you start to ask people in the organization about Mike McCarthy as the coach, the training staff will tell you that, they, he totally gets it about the health of his team. And that's something that Jerry Jones mentioned going into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It was one of the healthiest teams in the league. That was something that was carrying Jerry Jones' hope going in. You know? And so you know, if you look at it from that perspective, yeah, the health of the team, it's important. Uh, you know, how you get to the end, do you have enough bodies? But to your point, how do you find a way to finish? You know, that's the thing. If we were in Jacksonville right now and it's a 12-win season, 
we'd be talking about yeah. you know the the greatest season the Jaguars you know it was one of it'd right. be, but here with the Dallas Cowboys the expectation the bar Jerry Jones even talked about that the mistake I think that Jerry Jones is making and to me is he should not even address these questions about with the Mike McCarthy stuff. I mean, about the job. He shouldn't have had to come out and say how adamant he is in support of Mike McCarthy. You know, the fact that he is still at the podium, still have a job, just let it go. Because what you're doing is you're opening it up. You could go, you could probably watch any show this morning on TV. Just pick anyone you want. And they're addressing that whole thing about Jerry Jones and Mike McCarthy and job security and all that. We all know the coaches that are out there. We all understand, though, that Dan Quinn got a contract that's very similar to what NFL head coaches get today when you start to talk about compensation. So there's that factor. There's the Sean Payton factor. You know, these are things you don't want to bring that forward. That that will be talked about on shows in week 8, week 12, week 60. Okay, now it's not working and... Here are, the, here are the options. But you know what, Brian? Hearing you say that, think about it this way. Imagine, yeah, you know what? Let's say Derek and I talk behind cameras right. and closed doors. Okay, he says he supports me, blah, blah. Right. Okay, good. But imagine the difference that it would make if you're standing in front of all the media and then people are maybe post one question yeah. and he'd rather stay quiet. He's like, next question. Or like, don't even well, really address it yeah. much. How would that, you know, it makes well, a difference that he standing in front of everybody is hearing that coming out of Jerry Jones and it, as far as like his confidence yeah. and what he's going to do moving forward. I think that it does. I agree with you to a yeah. certain level, mm-hmm. but it does help him hear those words in front of the public. Well, see, the thing that, that Jerry, I think this about Mike McCarthy, when he got this job, I don't think he knew what this job entailed. <laughs> You know, I don't think in Green Bay, in Green Bay, I worked five years of my life in Green Bay without an owner, you know, without somebody. You're talking about your owner, your general manager immediately, immediately. DallasCowboys.com puts a camera and a microphone in front of his face after a game. And Nick Ambar, everybody asked him a question about, Jerry, how are you feeling right now? I'm totally depressed. This was a game I thought we were going to, you know. Mm -hmm. And now, so I don't think Mike McCarthy really understood that coming in. I think Mike McCarthy knows now, though, because he went on, what, Rich Eisen or one of those national shows to put it out there. Mm-hmm. And it became such a big story that Jerry felt he had to address it. You know, where your conversations, if you and Derek are having conversations behind the scene about your job security, that's all you need. To tell it in front of everybody like that, it's almost like, well, wait a minute, you're, you're disappointed. You said there might be this, there might be that. Now you're kind of overselling it that we're all okay here, you know, I, I just would have let it go. I would have just said, hey, listen, Mike's our coach. We're moving forward. Mike can, you know, Mike, you address what you want to address, and I'll address what I want to address. But just to just to continually oversell that he's our guy, I think that's the wrong approach because what if we get to the end and he's not the guy, you know? That's well, the, the more you say, you start yeah. believing it, maybe. Well, right. <laughs> let's do this, though. I, I'd love to look at this from three different perspectives. And, Nick, I'd love to get your opinion on this. Let's look at this at three different perspectives how much you think all of this talk that's out there about the coaches job security or not um, affects these three people Mike McCarthy or groups of people the coaching staff and the team thoughts I think it affects um, the coaching staff probably more than any it, I don't think it affects the team I don't I think yeah. that they, they got enough things that they deal with and and worry about I don't I mean they may talk about it but I think when they're out there I don't think it matters I do I do think it affects the coaching staff a little bit because you know it's natural to kind of form clicks and sides mm-hmm. on any this. group it's yeah, yeah absolutely and I think there's talking about you know well what happens here and you know because you have to as a coach what's yeah. your next move and all that so because it's being brought up a lot I don't know if it affects Mike as much he knows he's got to win he just doubled his win total from six to twelve and everyone the fans want him fired. <laughs> I mean, like yeah. anybody yeah. else, like that's so like he, Brian said in Jacksonville, they're probably celebrating him right, a little bit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that reminds me of Broadus's best line ever: Jacksonville. <laughs> we were, Jacksonville was, needs fans too. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> it was, it was, we were reading something, and it was just like, <laughs> "I'm no longer going to be a Cowboy fan. I hate this team. I what? I'm selling all my stuff. I can't believe that." And he was just like, "Jacksonville needs fans." <laughs> <laughs> See you later. <laughs> 
<laughs> they do, obviously. Uh, we're going to go there for the first time in, like, what, f- yeah. 15 years? He's kind of hoping for uh, a London trip with you guys. On I kind of was, too. I, I would love to go to London yeah. as opposed to going to We had a good time there. I think it affects Nick the holding, team. Nick holding seven babies in one hand. Was like, <laughs> I remember that in a pub. That was awesome. <laughs> at a bar. At yeah, a bar, yeah. yeah. <laughs> holding, three, holding three triplet babies at I've a had, bar. I've had, yeah. I've had, ten, I've had ten pints, and you're hold, let me hold these kids? <laughs> what are we doing here? I was just seeing our, our legal lives flashing before I, our can eyes. I, can I? I'd like to go back just to see if, you know, I mean, those kids are like, what, nine yeah, no, now? No, they're all, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it might be a little older than that, yeah. You know, if see if I you can, can hold them now. If I can, nah, I ain't holding if the kids. Comment real quick. I think the people that get affected, maybe not Mike McCarthy, but families. That's mm. where I think. That's of the coaching staff? Yeah, of the that's, that's where I think happens. Yeah. I, you know, I think that where all of a sudden, you know, like kids that are in school, like they have to, they hear yeah. that their, their friends go, What's wrong with your dad? Why can't he win games? Why is he? Why is Brian Broaddus going on uh, talking Cowboys and talking badly about him? Uh, what you know? I think coaches switching never, shows. On yeah. Us? What what did I say? Talking Cowboys. <laughs> yeah. What are we on? Cowboys break. Right. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are we on? I, I, embarrassing, Brian. I, was, I, I know I'm on a show here. Right? Yeah, Cowboys break. But the thing you know, but the thing about it is that. Yeah, it's old. It's 58 years old. It's a problem. <laughs> the, the thing, though, that I think coaches get their families are the ones that feel. Yeah. Play, you're right about players. Players, like, they'll play for whoever they play. Yeah. They'll play for whoever they want to play. You know, but, but the families is what bothers. That, that bothers coaches when their families at mm-hmm. night get drug into the questions that are being raised by us. Yeah. But I have a, I have a question. I mean, Nick, you've been around uh-huh. these people a lot more. And, Brian, you hear things here and there. But uh, me personally, I haven't heard any of this recently. But I don't think that there is – that the team is becoming divided or anything. Like, Mike McCarthy yeah. is losing anybody's support as far as the team, coaches. As opposed to, for example, two years ago when you started seeing that on the defensive side of the ball. And even, I guess, last year towards the end, we had there was some drama there at the wide receiver position. And I'm sure – I don't know if we're going to comment on that – uh, later on, but uh, as a team in general, there's no kind of like dividing happening currently. Like he he has everybody's support on the team right now. Yeah, I think that to, to me, like I say, Nick's right about what happens in team settings. So with the clicks, you know, with the mm-hmm. little clicks of group, and all of a sudden, if Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy and Joe Philbin and those guys don't deliver on the offense. And it turns into the mm-hmm. defense is playing top ten defense, yeah. top ten scoring defense, number one in turnovers, and you're not having success. And this turns into a nine and eight season. Then all of a sudden, it's going to be we we got to do something different. You know that that's the problem. I I think that there's been and I was very very critical of Jason Garrett because I felt like he was wasting wasting talent. You know, I felt like that he was wasting good drafts and you know good players. You know, not not pushing things through to getting to an NFC championship game or a Super Bowl or anything like that. You know, you had the best quarterback going into the playoffs last year between San Francisco and Dallas. You didn't you didn't coach that game like you had the best quarterback in that game. And then those are the things I think that are that, that when you start to talk about Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore and job security and stuff like that, I think that's what you gotta focus on. All right, let's go on to the uh, next topic that they hit. Uh, Jerry was talking about free agents, uh, free agent losses. Uh, some interesting comments he made. Here was one of his quotes. He said, that was totally our decision. It had everything to do with their availability and my concern about their availability. Check I at the door. It's we when we go through the door. Um, question is, is this directed at a specific player, you think, or you think all three of those guys? Because you could make an argument yeah. all three of them have had availability issues. But do you think – there was maybe one guy that was was kind of being was kind of the, the the target of that, or do you think it was really about all of them? Amari, that was the target of Amari, and the, but you could also, I mean, Lyle Collins to me is a close second when you look at what happened. He had the with, issue last year. Yeah, the, the issue. League. I mean, yeah. well, look what happened during the pandemic with the whole hip thing. He came yeah. in, he practiced one time, and then all of a sudden you lose him for that whole uh, that whole season. I think that was about Amari Cooper, he, the games that he missed, and and I'm just gonna be real honest. I think it was about the vaccination stuff. The two games he missed, he missed Kansas City. If he'd had any offense in yeah. the second half of that game, you beat Kansas the City on the road. Played their That's what I'm saying. Off, yeah. That's what I'm saying. If you had any offense the second half of that game, and then you look at what happened with the Raider game. 
you know, I mean, yeah, the defense, the pass interference, Sean Hockley's crew was out of, out of their minds. Yeah. But, see, that's where I feel like, though, the, the availability, the practice. You know, when you're Kellen Moore, and this is where I give Kellen Moore a little bit of a pass when he starts talking about they've got to use Amari Cooper more. He doesn't practice. So how do you use him in the game? My vision of Amari Cooper is like he plays in games. But remember that time against the Jets up there at the Meadowlands. <laughs> he plays five plays, and then he's out. And now the receiving core is just a wreck. So, you know, if you're a coach and you're trying to game plan, but wait a minute, he's not practicing. I don't know if I can call this play because of availability. He didn't practice the play. Am I going to – well, he's a veteran guy. He should know and all that. I don't know. That's, that's where you got to give Kellen Moore a little bit of a pass when it comes to Mari Cooper. Let's not, let's not forget. I mean, Randy Gregory was getting – Availability out. is the Randy, topic of his career, Randy right? Gre- yeah. Gregory was getting – you know, he was in that bus too, the underneath it, where the yeah. Jerry was throwing them all in there. But did you feel like, though, that – I feel like that they got okey-doked by the agent on that one. I feel like that Randy Gregory had a deal here, mm-hmm. and then the agent – because of a Colorado tie, better deal. Bet, you know, yeah. Basically, the Cowboys felt that they had that one done. But, you know, here's I'm, I'm not going to give Randy a pass on that because ultimately he's still the player. He still gets to make the final call. Oh, sure. The agent can give him advice and try to push him in whatever yeah. direction he wants. But at the end of the day, that was Randy's decision. And, by the way, that's his right to make that okay. decision. He yeah. can decide, hey, I choose to go here over going yeah. here. He can say, hey, I don't think I like what's happening there. I can move but- on. That's fine. But I wouldn't. I don't. I wouldn't give him a pass. But I'm, if you're I'm Jerry, I'm, you could be really pissed off about it. Yeah, and I would be too. Yeah. I helped you. I, I saved you yeah. your career. Yeah. So I'm offering you a deal, and you take it because you want to go to. The, it's the same deal, and you. Right. And, yeah. I mean, you should just be like, "Yes, sir. Oh, yeah, we're doing." But whatever. This. If you take it, go or whatever. Don't get on Twitter and yeah. say the things that you say. Right. Like, okay, like. Don't don't go to that extent. Like, go wherever you decide to go. It, it is your life, your career, whatever. Be appreciative of what Jerry has done for you. The support, because I'll include myself. Nick, I know you. Yeah. I don't remember your stand on him back in the day. Oh, you were was, out of it. I was definitely – there were several times I was like, let's just – I had to apologize to him. Okay, so everybody on this – I had to apologize to him for calling him a dope smoker, a bad dope smoker. I mean, and and yeah, honestly, I mean, it wasn't even – for me, it wasn't even about the fact that the, he had those particular issues because I'm like, hey, if you can play, I don't really yeah. care. That's an NFL thing. My thing is the availability. If the NFL says this is a rule you can't break then it's a rule you cannot break and so if you're continuing to break the rule that the nfl is saying you can't break then you can't be available to play and my thought is at some point you have to just cut bait and move yeah, on all of us but were Jerry like was not willing yeah. to do that and that's the part where for me just my own personal loyalty i look at it and i'm always like if a person shows me loyalty then i'm going to show them loyalty as well and and they they buy credibility with me by showing me loyalty that necessarily wasn't necessarily the way that he looked at it that's his right but I'm just saying that for me, I would have looked at it that way. I just feel like that Randy was kind of a, a guy that got influenced. I remember bad Greg Hardy coming in here <laughs> and them getting out in the parking lot there at Valley Ranch and toking it up in the car. And, you know, Randy's trying to get his life back together. But this guy's bringing him down a different path. You know, I felt like Randy was always kind of getting influenced by people. And I think maybe this agent did. I, I, I understand what everybody's saying about that. I think the agents are the ones that worked the Cowboys on that one. But if you want to say where Jerry's focus was, I think it was clearly on Amari Cooper. It's about Amari. Right, about Amari Cooper making $20 million a year and then, you know, going from there. Again, though, same thing with McCarthy. These, these were topics that he brought up. Like, Jerry, Jerry brought these to the press conference. Now, yeah. were they going to be asked? Maybe. Probably, Maybe but he wanted to get it out he, there. He yeah. brought it up there. So, I, I, you know, like, you don't, have to, you don't have to say my support is with the guy next to me because he's next to you. Yeah. You don't have to say, well, this is why we cut these guys. You cut them. You know, I'm actually surprised that Jerry brought that up. That that's kind of why you don't talk during the summer. You don't talk during OTAs. You don't do all that. And then you get to training camp, and then you're like, "Well, what happened with Amari?" You're like, "Dang, the weather's nice here." Yeah. Like, you know, you just move on. Like, but I don't, I don't know. Okay, so I got an interesting question for you guys. He talks about availability. We talked about the three players that it could be directed at. Do you think, in the instance of those three players, that what they could bring to your team was more valuable than? Worrying about availability. Yes. 
I mean, I'm for not which gonna, one? I'm yeah. not going to change my stance on this until I'm proven differently. But I'm, th- I, I would have never cut or, or traded Amari Cooper. I would never have done that. I, I just I don't agree with it. I think he wanted to be here, and I, I don't like what they've done since. I mean, that, that I think it's a huge problem. And I think you had a chance to have something really special and great with the combination of all that. So unless CD is ready to you know jump in and be a hundred and hundred catch guy and all that, he okay. is. If he is. Okay, yes. well, then we'll, then we'll see. But I'm I, more concerned about down the, the depth chart, and that's why I think the issue is not necessarily CD. I think CD, he already was your, I think your, as far as production is concerned, he was your top receiver last year. Cool. No, I, I nobody's cheering that. more for bums to play quarterback at Cleveland than Jerry and Steven right now. <laughs> if Maury has like 31 catches, yeah, way to go. That's a good trade, Steven. Good job. But, that, no, I, you know, I, I think they changed the culture. For, for them to, to do that, but they didn't replace the change. They mm. changed the culture yeah. by, okay, we're going to get rid of Randy. We're going to get rid of Lyle Collins. We're going to get rid of Amari. We're changing the culture here. But what did you bring back in return for changing the culture? You made it. I, I know on our radio show we've talked about it. Are they, are they setting Mike McCarthy up to fail? You know, with, with like, getting I rid of the I wouldn't say guys. that because ultimately setting him up to fail means they fail. And ultimately, I don't, like Jerry said yesterday. They're not going I don't anywhere. Have, I don't have, but Jerry, but Jerry <laughs> didn't have a lot. Like Jerry said oh, yesterday, he no, he's no, like, I'm right. facing a birthday coming no, no, up here soon. I don't have time to be messing around. Like, he doesn't have no, time no, to be worried about, hey, I want this guy to fail. I, he wants everybody to succeed because he wants to succeed. He doesn't have a lot of time. That's why Mike McCarthy and, 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 and Kellen Moore and those guys need to be worried then. Yeah. Because Jerry, it's, we're running out of campaigns. And you start, and he named off all the people in his life that are no longer here with us. Mm-hmm. This year was a crazy year from that standpoint Absolutely. for Jerry and Absolutely. for the Cowboys. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No doubt about it. All right, we're going to take our first, uh, I'm sorry, our second break. Uh, when we come back, we got more. We're going to talk about Stephen Jones break. had some different. Uh, yeah, we had some, <laughs> had some different comments as well. We'll do that when we come back. Cowboys forever. DallasCowboys.com radio. <laughs> sweet. Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little sweets says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Brace yourself for an existential question. Has your butt been having enough fun lately? Have you been treating it well? Has it been going places? If not, then it's about time you start using SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the best way to get your butt tickets to live events. Just ask the thousands of other butts who have rated it the number one ticketing app. So what are you waiting for? Download the app now or visit SeatGeek.com to get tickets to sports, concerts, and live events and make your butt happy. SeatGeek, get your seat in a seat. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the Cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Back to the break. Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. I don't have my... Um, Miller Lite. My, 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 uh, it is a Miller Lite Fantasy Football <laughs> Fest. Fantasy Football Fest, head out to the star. Miller Lite Fantasy Football Fest presented by DraftKings on Saturday, August 20th. 
at 5 p.m. Here are the fantasy experts and former players. Draft your team, enjoy food and drink, and more. Visit the star at Frisco.com. Fantasy Fest. We are heading uh, back into uh, our training camp mode. We're trying to get Nick feeling. back into the field in here, get him back into the groove. August 20th. We'll be there. We'll be there. We keep working at this thing. We'll be all right. I had a feeling we were Miller Lite team today. So I, I, there you go. I broke it out today. This show is presented by Miller Lite, our new sponsor, yeah. Miller Lite. So you, uh, you guys make sure you uh, give Miller Lite a little love. They are the only official beer, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. This segment, though, is brought to you by blockchain.com. And uh, let's get back into the press conference. Stephen Jones had an interesting comment yesterday. His quote was, time for young guys to get more chances. Um, my question for you guys is, which young guys do you think need to step up most this year? I'll throw out a few names for you, and you tell me who you think need the Cowboys need them to step up most. Uh, Kelvin Joseph, Dorrance Armstrong, C.D. Lamb. I don't want to talk so much about him. I think we all know what he's doing. But Jalen Tolbert, Tyler Smith. Uh, Josh uh, Ball or Matt Willis, well, let's go. Which one of those guys of the young guys, or is there another one that yeah, you I wish you would have said Oso Oso Diggy Zawa. Terrence Steele is one yeah. too, okay. by the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I would have gone with Terrence Steele honestly, just yeah. because of. Uh, but you know, he's he's stepping up before. He needs. Here's what I think it needs to happen with him. With uh, Lyle, Lyle, they called him the enforcer. He yeah. was the guy that if anyone was, was gonna, just nasty. If you're going to hit Dak Prescott late. You're going to have to deal with 71. I mean, who's that guy? You know, who's going to be that, that, that I think player? I think that rookie might be that guy. T- Tyler Smith? Yeah. Yeah. We're hearing that he's, he's kind of got I, – I, I got told something yesterday, yeah. though. I, I was like, wow. It, was, it basically was like – and the guy that told me this was like, I'm very reluctant to say this because of who he's comparing him to. He's like, he's got Larry Allen strength. He's got Larry Allen strength. I would say – That say, is a crazy statement. He was like, I don't think he's going to be throwing up 700 pounds, but as far as grabbing a guy, taking him, and just and throwing him out of yeah. the way, he said, Tyler Smith, it reminds me of Larry Allen. I was like, I'll, It might okay. be the jersey. Somebody that knows Larry Allen. Yeah. yeah. Well, might be the jersey number two. That's Maybe. That, that could be, I, I, but I, no one said that about McKenzie Bernardo. No, like, not no at one all. was saying <laughs> that not about not Joe not Looney. Not you never all. mentioned <laughs> that on this show? No, not no. Not so right. this is the 73. I think it's the strength. Okay. I, you know, and, and that's an interesting uh, comment because. I remember an OTA rep of of Smith playing left tackle, and they try and bring Micah Parsons off the edge. I saw that. And all of a sudden, you know, he Smith kicks wide, and he's there, and he just slams him with his left hand. And Parsons, you see him kind of, and he just kind of just stops. <laughs> and then he takes his right hand, and he slams it in him, and now he's got Parsons dead. And Parsons is like, I'm not going anywhere. And then he rushes on the other side, yeah, and to the next right. point, it's like, all right, Steele, you got to step up because <laughs> because then he gets walked back. Yeah, I, me personally, I think we're going to talk about this offensive line this summer. I don't think the issues are at guard. I think the issues at right tackle. I, think. I do. I think it's it's one of those kind where I'm just kind of like they played well with him, and I think they schemed well around him. But I think teams are watching him, and they're like, listen, don't take him wide because he's athletic enough to run you. Take your head and ram it right in the middle of his chest and walk him right straight back. I, that's where I Terrence. worry. Yeah, that's where yeah. I worry about Terrence a little bit. I don't think the issues are with the other guys. I, I think it's more that right. I think side. I think that that it's going to come down to at the end of the day, uh, Terrence Steele versus Connor McGovern. Who's better at their position? Mm. Is Terrence Steele a yeah. better right tackle than Connor McGovern is a left guard? And then it, whichever one loses that battle, that's where I think Tyler Smith's going to play. That's th- I think you're on to something. I there. think Tyler Smith will play right tackle if Connor McGovern keeps doing well out here. I think that, that that might be, and then, and then Terrence Steele's your your swing guy. Where if anything happens to Tyron, which you know it probably will, then then you got a solid swing guy. I don't think you could put. I don't think you could just put Tyler Smith as the swing guy, and then all of a sudden something happens to to Tyron Smith in week eight, and now you're all of a sudden just put him in cold. I think if you play him at right tackle, yeah, the vision, the feet, the punch, all different, but get him playing. You know, at least let him get the speed of an NFL game. And then if you have to stick him in there at left tackle, do it. But I like your idea. Yeah, yeah the thing that worries me about Terrence Steele is, and this is my own assumption, yeah. I've not been told this by anybody, but I think he got the job not necessarily because the Cowboys were getting better at right tackle. He got the job because it's like, well, we're not that much worse off for the money. And that's cool. not ever necessarily a good way to necessarily – kind of figure out who should be your right tackle yeah. like I think they let Lyle go because they were like we can replace him with Steele and still will be fine well, like it wasn't like you were upgrading it was like yeah he'll be fine 
And so that's the part that worries me a little bit is they weren't they weren't necessarily upgrading the position. They were just kind of going for slashing prices. Yeah, we can cut we well, can cut costs here, and when we cut costs, we don't fuck. We'll get killed by cutting costs. Fuck, we'll be fine. Ag, I was hearing that. Here's a guy. That he, I think he got the job. I like the money aspect of it, but also was hearing these things about him. First in the meeting room. Last. Terrence Steele. Yeah. First in the meeting room. Last. Coachable. Studies. Available. Well, available. I mean, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Off-season program winner. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Coaches fall in love with the guy who's just – maybe he's not the most talented, but, but he, he comes – hard, man. Boy, I'll tell you what. Lyle Collins, it's kind of pretty natural. Lyle Collins come in there and beat you up, do this, do that. Terrence Steele has to work a little harder. Yeah. And so – but coaches fall in love with that guy that's all of a sudden, man, he's taking notes. He's paying attention. He's in the weight room. I don't have to run him down to go do the drug test. I don't have to do this. So, you know, see, that's what I'm saying. Sometimes the coach will say, boy, hey, we're really lucky to have that guy at right yeah. tackle. Until he's like, and Dax like gets hit with a, you know, his body or something like that. Yeah. So there's, no, not, there's no clause in Terrence's uh, contract on studying like four oh hours afterwards. <laughs> I was going to say. That's not someone I'm concerned about. He, Terrence? Yes, I was. Okay, good for you. I was that first year when they put him in there. That I was, was like, good. what are you doing? Get out. Yeah. But <laughs> last year I felt good enough t- from what I saw from him uh, to where I'm not really concerned about him. What I am concerned about, though, is this whole trust that they're putting in young talent overall. Oh, okay. I am like that is something that I'm like, how is it OK? And it, it's not to say that they don't have talent. They're talented. They're here. That's why they're here, right? But we all know, and you guys mentioned strength. You only get strength over years, like over, with the experience and all that. So that's the part that I'm really concerned about. Okay, you got this young talent. Yes, they could possibly do the, the, the job. But are they strong enough? Do they have the right kind of strength that they need to compete about, uh, with all these other NFL players that are veteran guys when we need them to? And for them to all be able to step up. So when you mentioned that whole list, Derek, I mean, a lot of these young guys, you know, one that I'm really looking forward to is Dylan Tolbert. Mm-hmm. Excited about him. They definitely need him to step up very, like, very, very bad. Like, this year he needs to be able to contribute at the position. But I'm like, okay, what are you lacking from experience, just overall, from all these young talent? I think that that's something that might, and I hope I hope not, but I that's the area of concern that I have. It's like, can you really put that much weight on so many young talent? Yeah, I, honestly, yeah. I think the offensive line will be fine if there are no injuries, because I think last year the major problem I saw on the offensive line was not necessarily at, at right tackle, whether it was Lyle in there or whether it was Terrence Steele in there. It was left guard. That was the issue last year. That was what killed him so often in those games. And I really do think Tyler Smith is going to be a huge upgrade for them there. I think they're going to actually be able to run the ball. Here's the problem. I think right now you look at the tackle position and you say, if either one of those two starting tackles goes down, what are you doing? Because if you got to move Tyler Smith out, now you've just got that problem that was there last year. It will reappear. If you keep him at left guard and you go with one of those young guys, Josh Ball, well, let's go. Like, that's where I'm really concerned. And I think that's it for me. I look at what the Cowboys did this offseason, and that's an area I don't think they addressed fully. Uh, knowing that they got a guy at left, go- at left tackle who is not always available. He always, every year it seems like he's going to have some issues that you're going to have to work through. Sometimes it's not his fault. Guys right. fall in the back the of way, his legs and he way. gets a high ankle sprain because he's blocking and a guy just hits him at in the that back age, of At that age, it's kind of part yeah. of life. Brian, oh, no, you it, and I oh, experienced no. that, right? <laughs> yeah. It's just a part of life. Getting up you're in gonna, the morning. Yeah, well, you, you get hurt <laughs> sleeping at night. It happens. Yeah. The, the, point is, the point is, I think they should have given themselves some, some, some kind of recourse if they have one of those two tackles go down. And right now, it sounds like they're trusting these young guys to be able to step into that, going to your point, Amber, and I don't know if that's a smart idea at tackle, yeah. protecting your, your investment back there at quarterback. If one of those two goes, guys goes down, you're expecting one of these young guys to be able to step in and actually be able to play and keep him upright. Yeah, before we get out of here, though, if, if Joseph turns out to be really good, you talk about somebody that's going to get coached hard in this camp. They are going to do everything in their power to try and put behind everything he's dealt with and, you know, and move forward. Maybe a new uh, fresh start, if you want to say. But I have a feeling that you're going to see these Al Harris, Joe Witt, 
they are going to be on number one from the day that we start out here because if he develops and all of a sudden that they could put him on the field, kick Brown inside at, at, at the nickel, mm -hmm. I think the secondary really, really then improves quite a bit. All right, we're going to have to wrap this thing up. But before we do that, I do quickly want to get uh, some thoughts from you guys on uh, just training camp in general, what you're going to be looking for uh, at the practices. What's the most interesting thing you'll be watching uh, today, tomorrow uh, in practice? Obviously knowing they're not going to really be hitting, but what kind of things are you excited to be looking for uh, and, and what players maybe that you're excited to be watching? For me, it's the receivers. I mean, like we just said, I mean, which one of these guys will step up into um, into you know the the first second team reps guys? You know, you, you expect CD Lamb obviously to be right up there, but James Washington, uh, uh, Jalen Tolbert, uh, and then who else? Like, wh who's another guy? Is Simi Fajoko going to take that in that next step? Is it a, a TJ Vasher? Is it you know a guy like Brandon Smith? You know, it can be somebody like that. So I'm anxious to see which one of these receivers, Noah Brown, maybe that jumps into the, that next group. Well, today the work is very, very light. So I'll, whatever you do, I'm not going to be impressed. But <laughs> I am looking forward to watching the kickers. Are we going to yeah. be able to see them kick? That? Again, talk about young talent. They're relying once again on a guy that's brand new to the league and then another guy that has very, very little experience. Like couple of months of experience not even a full year so I'll be looking at that hopefully we can get we get the chance to watch them make some kicks I don't know sometimes they just stand around for a little while so I don't know but I'm looking forward to keeping an eye on that defensive tackle for me I mean they have got guys and, and I've got you know you start to talk about Ridgeway Gallimore uh Odigizua Bohanna then you also say Tristan Hill, is he on the last legs here? He has no more sponsor in the building. Can he make uh, this football team? Can he stay healthy? Can he be disruptive? You know, I talk about him, Watkins. They've got a lot of defensive tackles that they have got to figure out how the rotation was. That might be a pretty tough cut for them. But then again, you might have a situation where these guys will play themselves off this team. Yep. All right. Just so you guys know, we will be uh, alternating days uh, with, Cow with Talking Cowboys. We'll be on uh, today and Friday this week. Talking Cowboys will be on tomorrow. Next week, they'll do Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We'll do Tuesday, Thursday. So you can check our app uh, to get the full schedule uh, each day to know exactly what show will be on and when. we got some shows back at the Star that will also be taking place. We're going to bring you guys a lot of coverage throughout here at training camp. So there's a lot of stuff for you guys to, to see what's going on out here and be able to take part in what's going on. Till Friday for Nick Eatman, Amber Garcia, Brian Broaddus. I'm Derek Eagle. This has been The Break live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!